Welcome to the River D Centre podcast. Listen back to the Sunday worship message recorded live in our church building in Flint, North Wales. great to be here this morning um, just brilliant to to be here this morning and to see all your wonderful faces this morning we're going to carry on uh, the second installment of our uh, subject for January which is CLIMB uh, an acronym for uh, created creating loving invested missional believers and uh, Ben kicked off that and then spoke last week about uh, creating loving believers people who really love uh, God and love people. So um, I'm going to be talking this morning about uh, being invested, being invested in something. And what is that thing that we are to be invested in? I just wanted to uh, just draw back a little bit and just um, think about this word climb. Uh, I don't know whether, Ben, you thought about this. I'm sure you did. Uh, but what does climb mean? Another word for climb is to ascend. To ascend. And to ascend means to go higher, to reach a higher point, whether it's climbing a tree, climbing a mountain. In this case that we're looking at is to to be closer to God. It says in the Bible that men were made a little lower than angels. The God whom we serve is described as transcendent. We serve a transcendent God. Uh, What does that mean? It means that God is above all. He's above everything. Uh, you know, he's above all the war, all the death, all the storms, all the grief, all the sickness, all the daily grind. God is above that. It doesn't affect him in that way that it affects us. But there's another great thing about God, and that is this, that he is described as omnipresent. So that means he's, a, he's transcendent, he's above all, but he's promised that he is with us. And he will be with us through all of the above. He promises to be with us through uh, war, even in the the valley of death, the storms, the grief, the sickness, the daily grind. Um, And I think that's what Gail has been pinpointing, that the world thinks that the daily grind, the worst day in the year is tomorrow. But we don't believe that. I don't believe that. And uh, God is with us, even though he is a transcendent God, he is omnipresent. And with his salvation and daily help, He, Jesus, draws us to himself. And the Bible says we are not transcendent, but we are translated from the kingdom of darkness into his kingdom of love. And um, when Ben picked this word climb, that's what I I felt, you know, that God wants us to, to come closer to him. And he is there and we are here. And he calls us to ascend and to be with him. Okay, what's this word invested? Um, What's it mean when when we're talking about believers? Okay, Christian believers are just ordinary people. If you're here for the first time this morning, I think we have got one or two visitors here this morning. If you're here for the first time, Christian believers are just ordinary people in one sense. 
Jesus didn't teach much theology and Old Testament law. I don't know if you noticed that. It was more about life stories that anyone could understand. The kingdom of God is like such and such. The kingdom of God was his central theme. And the thing that Christian believers are invested in, I think Ben's already mentioned that this morning, and that is the kingdom of God. If you're not invested in the kingdom of God, then Christians get sidetracked and they go down rabbit holes and, and trails and they get lost. We are to be invested in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God was Jesus' central theme. The kingdom of God is more caught than taught. You've either got it or you don't. And that's what Jesus was trying to do. He was just trying to give these simple little stories that people would all of a sudden click and think, yeah, I know what the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God is more caught than taught. You've either got it or you haven't. The life of an invested Christian is characterized by their passion and their purpose, where they put their prize and their possession, and how they show up their presence. So all the points are P's there, so we, we're going to follow through on that. I'll read that again. The life of an invested Christian is characterized by their passion and their purpose, where they put their prize and possession, and how they show up their presence. So first of all, uh, their passion and their purpose. And we're going to have a few little bits added onto testimonies, so hopefully everyone will stay awake uh, for the next hour and a half. Now, hopefully, uh, quarter past 12, we'll, we'll go for it and finish. Passion and purpose. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is like a little mustard seed. Insignificant. Has anyone ever felt insignificant sometimes? I've, I've felt insignificant sometimes. And this little seed, it says, Jesus said, one of the smallest seeds, but hidden and unnoticed, it will grow to the biggest thing in the garden. And he's talking there about the kingdom of God. He's talking there about you and me, if we are invested in that kingdom, that it will become the biggest thing on the planet. We realize that even the very small things and the seemingly insignificant things we do are important just like burying a seed in the ground I'm doing this for the Lord I'm not telling everyone I'm giving my passion and my purpose to you and I do this as unto the Lord I'm going to invest my life into the kingdom of God Jesus also said unless a grain enters the ground it will not bear fruit in other words those seeds have got to be thrown away they've got to be buried in the ground they've got to be forgotten about you've got to just give it away and do it and then see what happens or put it another way jesus said uh, in luke 9 23 says this if anyone desires to come after me let him deny himself take up his cross and follow me so let's just let's just draw back a little bit from what we're saying here the kingdom of god uh, investing into the kingdom of god is, is like giving yourself to God totally. And that, that's a tall order, isn't it? In this day and age where people are so busy doing what they want, God wants us to give everything to him. Dying to self daily, burying yourself in him 
giving your passion and your purpose to God, acknowledging that Jesus is king. You know, if you acknowledge that there is a kingdom, then you've got to, where's the king? You've got to acknowledge that Jesus is king. And if Jesus is king, then, you know, he's in charge. He, he orders us, he, he draws us, he gives us passion and purpose. Invested believers have passion and purpose because they serve in something bigger than themselves. And you can always tell when someone is serving something bigger than themselves, when they are really giving themselves to the kingdom because they, they turn up and, uh, you know, they've got a list of all the things they won't do. But, you know, God wants, wants the list of all the things that you will do and that you, you are willing to give yourself to. And so, you know, give your passion and your purpose away and see what grows. See what grows. And very often you will feel insignificant. Well, why am I doing this, Lord? And, you know, Ben's asked me to just tidy this up. You know, why am I doing that? Or, you know, why should I do this and, be, and give my life to something? It doesn't seem to be going anywhere. It doesn't seem to be doing anything. But we don't know what those little seeds uh, will do. And so just to get, I've got three things I'm going to do practically. Uh, two of them are testimony. The first thing now is, is a, not a testimony, but it's just, I was thinking about seeds. And uh, I'm just wondering, Joel, any a young, strong man to come and lift this basket for me? We always drag him to do something, don't we? Um, okay, just hold that there. You're not selling, you're giving these away, okay. So these were given to us. We want to get rid of them. But I've buried some of them in some of the ground at the back. And they're, they're seed bombs of wildflowers. You could put, if you haven't got a garden, you can put them in a big plant pot. And there's uh, instructions there on what to do as well. So I'm, I've just, it's strange, isn't it? When you plant a seed, you're like, I was just clearing a bit of the, the weeds away, the, the nettles. I found a little bit of patch of soil in all, all the wild bits at the back of my garden. And just you just dig a little bit, throw them in and put the, put the soil over, and that's it. You know, you just, that's what it is. That's what gardening is, isn't it? And you just have to leave it to nature to then see what happens. So just to get this point over, that invested uh, believers, you know, are willing to, to bury themselves in the Lord into the kingdom. And, and give themselves to the Lord. Uh, does anybody, Joel's going to come round, take one, take two. We want to get rid of them. We're trying to make more space in the, in the church building. And there's an instruction there. Plant them in your garden. Plant them somewhere in a corner or even in a plant pot. Joel, will you do the honours? Just go around and force them on people. Uh, there's one already. Julie, no. You're not a gardener. <laughs> you know what all you got to do is throw them away and put a bit of soil over them that's how easy it is that's how easy it is to invest yourself into the kingdom of God you just get yourself and you just throw yourself into the Lord and say here I am what can I do how can I help what can I do for the Lord okay thank you Joel
Just keep going. Force them on people. When I get the basket empty. Okay, my second point. <clears throat> Invested believers will give their prize, their possession to God. And this is a tough one. This is a hard one. And this is where, if you don't want to give to the Lord, this is where you switch off, okay? But hopefully you won't flick that switch. You'll listen and open your heart to what we're going to hear this morning. Invested b believers uh, give their prize and passion, uh, possession. And they will be careful where they give their prize and possession to. Jesus again spoke much about your money. Who you are. Your, your giving and your finances that you give to God. And he spoke much about that. He spoke a lot about finance. About, you know, that, that wallet that's got a connection. It's got a wire that's connected to your heart, actually. And... You know, what, how we give and how generous we are is all to do with the heart. It's not how much money you've got in the bank or how much money you haven't got in the bank. It's, it's to do with your heart. Jesus spoke again much about money. And, and he said, Jesus said this, it's better to give than to receive. It's better to give than receive. He spoke to the rich young ruler about money being an obstacle and uh, this young ruler, very, very rich. And he did all these things, but he wanted to know the way to heaven. And in the end, Jesus, he knew all along, but he needled down to it. He, he, he drilled down to it. And he knew that this financial uh, package that was there with this young man was going to get in the way. And um, he, he brought that out. He also spoke about the heart of giving is more important than the amount. When he was in the temple, he said, see those uh, rich, I think they were Pharisees or wherever they were, putting gold, coming to the front and putting the gold in. And then he saw a little widow coming along and just putting everything she'd got in. And he said, she's given more, the widow's might. So he spoke a lot about that. Let's remember and realize that nothing, nothing is ours anyway. We're passing through. We're just stewards of, of what we've got. And, you know, it does say, Jesus does say that we will give an account of the talents given to us. And part of the talents is the money in our pocket. Jesus urged us not to bury our talents. He told that story, didn't he, about all the people that did stuff with the money that was given to them to, to do stuff. And then the one who didn't, he thought he didn't have much, uh, just buried it. And uh, Jesus urged us not to bury our talent, to keep it, uh, you know, to keep it to ourselves and not even bring a small profit to him. In the story, he says, you know, you could have just, you know, instead of burying the ground hiding it, you should have buried it in the bank. And at least I would have had some return. You know, we bury seed in the ground. Money and finances goes into uh, living things, you know, to help uh, those things around us. And, and so I'm not going to labor the point. I'm going to ask someone to come and give a testimony. Why I am invested into the local church. Can we give Carrie a welcome? And I hope the microphone carries on.
Hi, good morning. Um, I'm going to start with a scripture, only because I'll forget it at the end otherwise. Um, it's just quickly, it came from a uh, notice from a church I used to go to about 25 years ago, um, back in Telford, actually, Shropshire. Um, so when it came to me, I was a bit unsure beforehand whether or not to share this morning after Sue had asked me Tuesday. But when I saw this, I was like, actually, do you know what? That's, that's definitely God. Um, and it's from Acts 4, the believers share. The whole group of the believers were united in their thinking and in what they wanted. None of them said that the things they had were their own. Instead, they shared everything. With great power, the apostles were making it, there, making it known to everyone that the Lord Jesus was raised from death and God blessed all the believers very much. None of them could say they needed anything. Everyone who owned fields and, or houses sold them. They brought the money they got and gave it to the apostles that everyone was given um, when, whatever they needed. And I just thought it was just really amazing because uh, we've been probably coming to this church. I connected to this church for 17 years, um, probably sort of 13, 14 years maybe, um, sort of coming um, really regularly and pretty much giving of tithes um, pretty much straight away. And it's always been a bit of an argument between me and Wayne, um, sort of like whether or not we should give. But we kind of just made a decision to say, well, actually, do you know what? What have we got to lose? Yes, let's put that money in. And I'm a bit lazy. It goes straight out the bank. I get paid on the 18th. It goes straight out the bank on the 18th. So I don't even have to think about it, which for me is the best way. Because if I have to think about it, I'm like, oh, that bill needs paying. I can't wait until then. Or, you know, there's always something that's got to prop up. Um, but I think, like, to invest into the church, not necessarily to invest in wages for people, but for me, of my heart, it's investing into the Frog Squad. Both my children have been through Frog Squad. Um, venue, I don't know sort of if anybody remember, many people remember Venue, but Venue where the kids used to come from being on the streets um, just to come and sort of just do things and just come in a safe space. Junior Station and Frog Squad now, both the children have come to that. The Connect Meals, you know, the, what the church gives out to people is endless and it's through um, everybody's giving that that is able to be done either free or as cheap as possible. And it's just been amazing because, um, you know, things go wrong in the house and you're like, oh, my life, like, shall we just not give this month? But actually, you know, God blesses us um, endlessly. There's certain times when we think, like, the months are really long and payday's so far away. But actually, do you know what? We just have to just say to God, you know what? Whatever will be, you know, God, just please bless whatever is coming to this house. And we've never had to go without. Um, you know, there's been times where Rehope, we've had to go to Rehope, but we've still wanted to honour God and honour um, the work that, that he does within the church and still continue to give throughout. Thank you, Carrie, and thank you, Wayne, as well. Yeah, he says he's done nothing. You have. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you for giving to the fellowship. Uh, if you haven't switched that switch off and you think, oh, I do want to start giving, I do want to give... Uh, see Jane afterwards and we can arrange that and I loved what Carrie said there you know it's a decision it's a decision of the heart and um, <clears throat> yeah we, we 40 odd years ago we just decided to to start giving to the Lord and uh, to the church and to the kingdom and we don't really it's just we don't even think about it we just we just let it run and um, as Carrie said we are we are mightily blessed because of what God does in our lives and in the church and in the fellowship and in the people around the greater fellowship. You know, we want to be seen as a church that doesn't always want to take, but a church that wants to give. 
and to provide and to help. Uh, very often people come along from outside and they say, who's paid for all this, you know? And yes, we get grants, but it's the people as well <coughs> that give into the kingdom. <coughs> so, yeah, we um, invested people give their passion and purpose. Invested people give their prize and possession. And uh, my last point, and I'm sure there's a lot more P's on the, the points that we could look at, uh, is presence. You know, invested believers will show up. You know, will we'll turn up and be there. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Our priority in life will determine our presence. Our priority will determine our presence. Where we show up is where our interests lie. It says in the New Testament, don't give up gathering together the visible church. You know, I think God wants his church to be visible. Just turn to someone and say that. I'm sure he does, you know. He wants his church to be visible. Say that to the person next to you. That real, live person that's next to you. God wants his church to be visible. So, you know, oh, I, I'm a Christian, but I'm staying at home and I'm not going to do anything. And I'm not going to turn up. I'm not going to give. I'm not going to invest. I'm not going to. But I am. A, I do believe that's is that is a contradiction in terms. That's that's not the church of Jesus Christ. Uh, the Bible tells us that we need to show up. We need to have that interest and that desire to invest. Our priority will determine our presence. Where we show up is where our interests lie. Um, it doesn't matter how good you are as a Christian, how greatly gifted you are. If you don't show up, it's all wasted, isn't it? Because what's it all for if you don't show up? Uh, God wants us uh, to be there and to, to be part of the, the gathered group. You know, uh, there's the gathering and the scattering. We we gather together today, and we've been we've gathered in the week to pray. We might gather together to have a meal, uh, you know, an outreach meal. Uh, we'll we'll gather, but then we scatter. We go back to our homes and we go back to our workspaces. But then we come back again. And if you are scattered all the time, there's no visible church. We have to come to gather, and to be there to show up and to be there. You know, there's a contrary. Uh, on the other hand, we can think, you know, that we can remember our enemy. I was, We were in one of the uh, prayer meetings this week. I can't remember which one. And somebody prayed about the enemy. We do have an enemy. And uh, maybe I'm preaching to the converted because you're here. But the enemy doesn't want you to be here. Jesus said it was like the enemy of the farmer who just planted a field of wheat and the evil neighbor came and sowed seeds of tares and weeds that might destroy the crop. So he's talking there about the enemy, obviously uh, the devil, but also the enemy within. And, um, you know, he's talking about the enemy who wants to destroy the crop. The devil would want to choke your passion, confuse your purpose, steal your prize, stop you from turning up, 
and believe that God is saying your presence is required. You could be the best on paper, but we need to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Step up to the plate, turn up, and be ready to invest in him and to invest in the kingdom of God, to be part of what God is doing. Any church that's alive, any church that's doing anything, is because it's got people turning up. And uh, whether they are the, the good, the bad, or the ugly, you know, it says whoever turns up, God will use. And he doesn't call the qualified. I think somebody quoted this in one of the prayers. He doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. So you turn up, and then he empowers you. You turn up, and then he blesses you. You turn up, and then he, he uses you, and he, he takes you, and he gives you that purpose and that passion to serve something that's bigger than yourself. And so that's my last point, and I'm just going to ask someone who is relatively new uh, to the fellowship, uh, how do you feel as a new person in River D? And I believe you've already volunteered. Uh, we, we've corralled you into volunteering. So let's give Emma a welcome. Not that Emma, that Emma. Hi. <laughs> so uh, Pastor Steve's asked me to just sort of give a bit of a brief background. So my journey back, well, years and years ago, I was sort of connected to the church when I was younger. I went to a Church of England school and primary school, so I've had some connection with with the church when I was younger and then as I've grown up I've sort of I've moved away from that my family's not been involved in it and I've just kind of walked away and so when Hannah invited me to the Jubilee celebrations last year it was a really nice welcome back into this sort of community feeling of the church and I could really get a sense of of the love and the fellowship that everybody has for one another and for God and I really wanted to continue building on that relationship myself um, with just not only the people of the church, but to sort of step back into the more religious side of it and um, sort of, I'm still working on my journey. It's a, it's a slow burn. I'm very busy at the moment. I'm studying as well as having the two kids. So I don't have much time to devote to God at the moment, but I want to invest more time in the future. And part of that, you know, the kids have been invested in, but they get to go to the Frog Squad, the Connect Meals, the other events that you've held as well, the bowling, so that was like the family event. You know, we are also blessed. We receive the food parcels weekly as well. And that's really helpful because student finances are abysmal. Um, so it's, it's helping us as a family. It's improving our lives. And I definitely feel, you know, invested by the church and through the church by God as well. Um, so, you know, despite my lack of religious learning at the minute as well like I said I do still feel a connection with God and I feel blessed that you want to invest in me and my family and moving forward I want to be able to give some of that back um it's not going to happen for the next couple of years like I said I'm doing a midwifery degree so very busy um but overall you know I do feel that God is investing in me and my family and I just want to say a big thank you to everybody because you've been really welcoming and I think you were touching on it last week about not blocking somebody's path back to God. And I definitely feel like this church doesn't do that. It's, it's very welcoming and open. And I just wanted to say I appreciate that and everything that everybody has done for us as a family so far. So thank you very much. I wonder if, uh, Elizabeth, you could pray for Emma uh, for this course that she's going on. 
anyone who can have a baby, you know, she could help. Yeah, Father God, we thank you, Lord, for Emma, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for what a blessing, Lord, she's been um, to our church, Lord. We do think back, Lord, to that jubilee, and it was our first event, Lord, that we'd put on after being closed for uh, COVID, Father God. And we think uh, back, Lord, to that day when we met her, Lord. And then since then, Lord, she has been coming along to church, Father God. She has, yeah, started again on this journey of faith, Father God. We pray, Lord, that you would strengthen that, Lord. She was saying, Lord, that she feels more connected to you, Lord, and that is exactly what we want, Lord, for her and for Mark as well, Lord, to go on that journey, Lord, of um, investing in your kingdom, Lord. So I pray, Lord, that you would uh, allow her, Lord, to to feel, Lord, that she is going deeper and stronger, Lord, in her relationship, Lord, with you. And we pray, Lord, for the children. We thank you, Lord, that they can, you know, be in mini kids zone, come along to Frog Squad, Lord, come along to the Connect Me, or we love seeing uh, Mark as well, Lord. We pray, Lord, that Mark, Lord, that he would start his journey as well, Lord, with you, Lord. And uh, I do pray, Lord, for Emma's course, Lord, as she has started, Lord. Um, midwifery lord that it is a huge course lord so practical so time consuming father but i pray lord you'd give her the strength father god to be able to not only do this course but do it with complete success father god and i pray lord that actually she'd look back lord at this time and think how did i do everything that i did how did i keep being that strong mum, lord to the kids to wife being invested uh, in the local church but also in that course father so i pray lord real success Lord, over her course in your name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Emma. Thank you. And uh, that must have been hard just to come up and talk like that. So, really appreciate that. And for Carrie as well. Um, so, yeah, invested uh, believers <coughs> will give their passion and their purpose to God, their prize and their possession and their presence. And uh, God wants us. Uh, really to put ourselves in him. Let's stand and we're going to pray. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Lord, we thank you that you've drawn us to yourself and that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. And we thank you, Lord, that you draw us, Lord, not into some mechanical uh, religious thing, not into some domineering cult or anything like that. You draw us through free will and a desire to love you and to give of ourselves to you. And so, Lord, we pray. We, I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for everyone here that has given uh, into the fellowship their time, their presence, uh, being here, uh, Lord, helping, physically helping, being part of the group that does all the work and the stuff and the things. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that we feel so blessed here at River Dee. But, Lord, we know there's more. And uh, I pray, Lord, for anyone here this morning uh, that is tempted to switch off that switch. Anyone here this morning that feels that they've given enough. You thank them for what they have given and how they have served you. But with all respect, we know that you say to us, Lord, we can never give enough. 
And so, Lord, we just come before you now. Thank you, Lord, for uh, Carrie and Emma who've testified and just great joy. Uh, just a blessing. And, Lord, this is the attractiveness of those people who are invested into the kingdom who are giving something and serving something bigger than themselves. It is a joy and it is a blessing. And yes, there are ups and downs, especially in our climate that we live in today. But Lord, you will see us through and you will not leave us or forsake us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.